let me let me explain something to you right now. Okay, here's a ten dollar bill. This is garbage. This is garbage. Your people in South Africa, you have your RAN, right? That's going to zero. That's going to zero. This is going to zero too. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. If you don't understand that yet, you're going to be impoverished. You're going to be on the street. You're going to be begging. You're going to be out of business. You're going to be toast. Max, do you know that it's a criminal offense to tear up? Do you know that with the Bitcoin I have, I can buy any? Freaking senator or congressman, I want. I make the laws. He who has the Bitcoin makes the laws, Rand. We're we're not going to just sit around and let the goddamn congressman tell us what to do. We've got the capital. We make the laws. We've got the Bitcoin. They We've don't. We got it. They don't. You understand? What is, what's crypto? What is it? I mean, what's the, yeah, what's the, what's like the easiest way, you know, like, like I always think about this, like my mother is, you know, 62, 63 years old and she, she has an iPhone, but you know, she uses Facebook and that's about it. You know, she has like a hundred thousand unread emails because she just doesn't know what's going on. She just signs up for things. And then it's like, why am I getting all these emails? I have 79. So it's like, I sometimes think like, how would I, how would I explain crypto in a way that my mother could understand it? That's Um, like the real, like. The short version of it is that you're not going to be able to. (laughs) Um, Are you, are you, are you saying that my mother's stupid? No, it, it's it's because it's not one thing, you know, yeah. um, and 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 it has a long history. So you, the idea that you could say it simply, I mean, sure you can. It's digital money, cool. Yeah, but but that doesn't really tell you what it is. It's like if you ask me, you know, what's French toast, and I tell you, well, it's eggs and bread. But that's not really what French toast is, right? Like it's more than just bread and, and and eggs right there's a whole well, process of how you make it and well and and if you, if you if you grab the loaf of bread and put it on one end and you put you know some eggs on the other end that's not french toast either yeah, right you have to right. make it with love yeah well you have there's a whole process of how it comes mm-hmm. to be right there's a yeah. whole history to it so so there's a whole history to the idea of wanting to have some kind of digital currency exist and there were many attempts and they failed. And then there's this like white paper that this guy, Satoshi Nakamoto. Which is you. Wrote, which that's not me. Uh, <laughs> there's like a whole, there's a whole slew of like grifters going around that say that they're Satoshi Nakamoto now. And it's, it's like, the whole thing's hilarious. But you're but, not a, you're not a grifter? No. <laughs> um, so, so what is it i mean the thing is like even nakamoto didn't really know what it was right when he made it he had an idea of it being like this payment system but it's not really bitcoin bitcoin because the other thing is cryptocurrencies there's eight thousand of them right yeah yeah and and each one is its own sort of monetary uh policy Mm -hmm. experiment and that's part of the reason why they're they're interesting from a theoretical standpoint if you if sort of if people get over their they're sort of a knee-jerk reaction to like nerd money, you know, and and, and crypto just, culture, which and, is like uh, 
the crypto culture is like a really interesting, it's like tech bros, you know, there's a lot of tech bros. It in, was, in, in, it was. I mean, I think it, it's, it, it's changing, but I think it still has some of that. I mean, Paris stigma. Hilton is into it. Oh, of know? course, of course. I like, mean, everyone's and, into it and, now, but. You know, no, so, so it's like, I mean, like the, the biggest YouTube channel for cryptocurrency is some dude, some fat dude in Atlanta who watches football. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like a neck beard dude with like Cheeto dust on him. Right. Like it's a guy who was like a meth addict who recovered and like, yeah. you know, found Jesus and Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, so, I, I mean, mean, it's interesting. So, I mean, cause one of the things that I wanted to talk about was like, in what ways can we distinguish cryptocurrency from something like the US dollar because ostensibly cryptocurrency is well, it's decentralized. A, well, it's decentralized. Yep, that's one thing. So there's, um, no, you know, so there's no monopoly that issues it. There's no Correct. Well, it that varies, right? Some of them there is and there's issues with that. That's why there's that XRP lawsuit that the SEC is is going through, right? Because XRP is is sort of issued by Ripple and the SEC said, wait a minute, this is a security. You have too much control over this. And they're in the middle of a lawsuit, you know? Mm. And um, so there's an issue there. But but for sure, uh, Bitcoin is no one issues it, right? You, you It comes out of like the sort of mining process, which is the, the process that's used to both secure to secure the network. Yeah. And uh, and, and 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 to create consensus for transactions. And there's also, right. yeah, there's also the blockchain, which is a big part of cryptocurrency, you know, the idea yeah, of like I mean, a, pu- a public ledger, which is just sort of where you can track where everything, all the transactions, all the movements that's gone, which is ostensibly, right. you know, what? So we got a lot of things. Okay. Fin- finish that sentence. But I want to like back up and de-jargonize, like say what that is. Well, th- it- this is, to be honest, this is just not something that you can unpack and like even like one day or two days like there, we got to really get more discreet about what we want to talk about because we haven't even talked about smart contracts we haven't talked about oracles we have i mean there this is like this is like the internet exploding all over again like it did in the 90s where people yeah. and, and and so that's why like a lot of the criticisms are 100 percent accurate but they're also 100% inaccurate because they don't understand the context of it, right? So, for example, the idea that Bitcoin spends an ungodly amount of money, of energy. There's no way to to deny that. Yeah. But at the same time, most of the mining, they're putting it in places where electricity is extremely cheap because it's electricity that's being basically just dumped. It's like too much milk was produced and we need to throw it away. So they go places where the electricity is extremely cheap because it's literally power that is never going to be used. Something like 30% of the power generated just gets thrown away. Most of the heavy industrial mining happens in places like that. Okay, so So I'm just going to test my knowledge then because you say we can't unpack it, we don't have time, but what about this? So mining it means like like you used to have peer-to-peer file sharing, like BitTorrent downloads. This stuff would be based on, on servers all over. Mm-hmm. All these different computers and all these different servers do the accounting for all the different trades that go on at Bitcoin to make sure that they are all keeping track of each other to make sure that it's all accurate. And the more energy you put into helping with the common accounting, the more you get rewarded in the new Bitcoin currency creation. 
I mean, it's not necessarily the energy. It's just that you're, you're, it's the hash rate and the hash rate is made by computational power. And then right. there's a direct relationship between computational power and the expenditure of energy. But for example, right. But vacuum, I mean, to the extent that you help vacuum tubes spend more energy than like a circuit and they have less computational power. So, mm -hmm. so in some ways, Bitcoin actually drives like chip innovation because they want to have more computational power for less energy because energy is the biggest cost for the network. So, I mean, I'm not heavily invested in Bitcoin versus other cryptocurrencies. And I do think proof of work is kind of like not the best consensus mechanism. I think proof of stake will eventually take over, That's which is what EOS there's. So I think Thaddeus knows what it means. So let's let him uh, <laughs> talk a little bit. <laughs> I got no idea what uh, proof of stake versus proof of work means, man. Um, the limits of my knowledge on this is that on a whim, um, I did a job for a guy. Um, and then I was like, hey, just pay me in Bitcoin. And he paid me in Bitcoin. And then from there, all I know... I can explain limitedly what a blockchain is, but the rest of it's going to be up to you. So, like, I think we haven't even really started there unless I missed something. Well, that's uh, what I was trying to do. I was trying to say what that, that is, right? Isn't so, blockchain where you, you share so, it? So, so we got to decide what the interesting questions to you guys are. So right? let's, let's we just go, we have to get down. to the relevant questions first. Like, no one, like, if, if I'm explaining what a blockchain is, and then we can get into, like, the financial implications of it, a blockchain is basically... I would explain it like, you know, we're in the sphere where everyone uh, knows what Google is. They know what a Google Doc is and everyone has access to the Google Doc and you can change it in real time. And those changes in real time are shown to everybody in real time and anyone can edit. So with a blockchain, you have computations that are happening in real time and the blockchain is open to everyone. So basically, it's, it's like a verification mechanism of a ledger similar to a Google Doc. That's mm -hmm. how I would explain it. So it's a public document that is verified by multiple users. Anyone who is supplying their, you know, GPU or CPU to compute the hash. And um, once that's verified, then um, here's where I start losing what I know, um, because it's not that you get a proportion Based on you verifying the blockchain, it's whoever is successful in verifying the blockchain. The one person who is successful gets that block or gets that though that set of coins. Um, once upon a time, it was 16, then eight. And then, you know, the more um, the hash rate continues to be verified, the less so coins that, you get every time you verify a block. So that's sort of accurate, but inaccurate, right? Okay. okay. So. As the hash rate increases, which is the number of computers plugged into the network verifying or supplying, you know, consensus for the blockchain, right? Um, it becomes harder and harder to be the one selected. Right. But the number of uh, Bitcoin that come out per block is 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 fixed. It's just that every set of years it gets halved. It, it gets cut right. in half. They call it the the halving. Right. Is, is that so, like when stocks are split or shares are split? No, it's, no, no, because this is about production, it's, it's, right? Yeah. So well, that's uh, like stock with, with stocks, it's like the opposite. You know, you yeah. you increase the number of shares and it right. lowers the price. Well, but, well, but, but then it can grow again. Right? Yeah. But conceptually, it's extremely different. Right. OK, okay. so so the num when you do a stock split, you haven't actually, in a sense, 
change anything about the underlying structure of the system, right? You just literally said, well, these shares are at like a hundred thousand dollars. Let's make them, you know, if you do two for one, then you, you, you know, it. it's 50,000 dollars each and that's it. Yeah. With yeah. the having, what's literally happening is happening is that the reward for being a, a, oh. a for, for mining goes, gets cut in half. Oh, so the actual production of Bitcoin is, is, is diminishing. It's, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? Asymptotic, you know, yeah, it's like diminishing curve. returns. Yeah. So, so uh, until, so there's 21 million nope. total possible Bitcoin, but we're actually never going to get to the 21 million because of For the way that years, right? No, no, well, not even, not even, we not just even won't get years. there. It's like, it's like, it's like kind of like, it's those paradox, paradox, right? Yeah, so we'll never actually never get, get there. Um, cause so few Bitcoin will be made after each having that you will never actually right. get there. So it's, that's why, you know, when you get, you get math dorks together. It's like that scene. So it's like that I scene. Think, oh, I think that's, that's where Daniel was trying to go to. So we understand what the blockchain is doing. We understand what the having is. And now, like, I think the interesting part about it, you know, for me, I don't know about everyone else is basically, uh, the, the financial side of it. Um, cause but that, but me, that's just Bitcoin. I mean, like every right, cryptocurrency sure. has its own monetary policy going on Do Dogecoin, which is a very popular one. Mm -hmm. It has in a sense, perpetual inflation built into it. Right. It's the Meaning, opposite of Bitcoin. Like right. they issue a fixed amount of Dogecoin every year systematically mm -hmm. just comes out. Right. Yeah. So they're not they're not bringing down the number of Dogecoin. So the number of Dogecoin is is, is infinite. There's no maximum okay. supply that you will ever reach. Right? So when we're talking about something that has a finite supply versus a maximum supply, because I know the appeal for a lot of people with Bitcoin is that it's the new gold. So with Dogecoin, which I don't understand, if it has an infinite supply financially, what is the benefit to that? Uh, it, it, it's it's got I mean, honestly, it's it got started as a joke coin. Right. Like the, idea I, yeah, was yeah. The, the people who started Dogecoin literally made it to make fun of cryptocurrency. Right. And as, as happens very often with human beings, the thing that makes fun of something ends up becoming that thing they make fun of. So, you know, so, <laughs> so that's basically what happened with Dogecoin. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily invest in Dogecoin. The other thing, though, is that it's not just scarcity that drives the price. There's also uh, okay. Metcalf's law, right? Of like the value of a network is based on the number of people in the network. Yeah. So the more people in the network, the more valuable it is. I mean, that should be obvious to everyone who's lived through social media, right? right. If there's one person on Facebook, it's crap. If there's two, it starts being useful. If there's three billion, it's extremely useful, yeah. right? So the value of, of, of Facebook grows almost exponentially based on how many people are in that network. So the value of Bitcoin for some people, because there's a lot of people trying to sort out how it is that we're valuing this and why, right? right. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not like when you first come to it, you're just like, this is pure crazy speculation. This is total mm -hmm. madness. But there's actually a lot of like intelligent tech bros trying to figure out why this has value. Now, they're not the best equipped always because they don't have solid economic finance educations. But in some mm -hmm. ways, they're also better equipped than people who have those educations because those people are rigid as fuck and trying to value things, right? Mm -hmm. They will yeah. not allow for a new technology to be valued. I mean, those, this is, a, I mean, a guy that won the Nobel Prize in, in economics in 1998 said, 
oh, the internet, it won't have any impact on the economy. It'd be like the facts, right? So, so you got to be careful with both mm-hmm. sides because right. this is like the child of Wall Street and, and of Silicon Valley, which means it's like the devil. But, yeah. um, it is, yeah. but, but Dang. it is the child of both. So you need to kind of understand both to get a good grasp of it. But so, so if you don't want Washington, you're going to end up with a child. Of- so then if we need to understand both, let's break well, it down. Washington, okay. no, it, it's like not whether you want Washington or not. Washington is, is not even the child of Silicon Valley and Wall Street. It's, no, no. It's, what it's, I mean is the, if you. It's the whore of Silicon Valley and, 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 and Wall Street. So I mean, like you, you choice it between the son of them or the, or the whore of them. I mean, like, good luck with that. You know, like, <laughs> we should say so, what the main ones are, because the question was, what is. What is it? And you said there are 8,000 of them and we're trying yeah. to like say what stuff is. What are the main ones? What are the main features? What are the main types? Uh, that I mean, might be worth getting on the table. Well, the, so two, I, I, the two biggest, me, the two biggest, okay. at least in terms of market value are Bitcoin Ethereum and Ethereum. And Bitcoin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ethereum and Bitcoin are by far the largest ones. <clears throat> um, they, they sort of, ha- uh, they, they inhabit a separate tier because the next one over, like Ethereum is somewhere around you know, hovering between 300 to $400 billion of, of sort of network value. Calling it market cap is a weird idea because yeah. these are not companies, right? Right. So it's the value of the network. Though most people just say market cap for shorthand, but that's not an accurate way to look at it. And it leads to people started looking at them and being like, well, what, why would I want to have Bitcoin? Apple is worth like this much. And it's like, they don't do the same thing. They're not the same entity. It's like, you know, gold is worth ten trillion dollars or something like that. I, I would rather have Apple than all the gold in the planet, right? Even though Apple's worth less than ten trillion dollars, right? Because because I think gold is crap, you know. But but they're different items. You got they're they're different categories. You got to value them differently. So so oh, calling that, it market why, cap is a mistake. Before okay, so, we go on explaining the main ones, I wanted to break it down into what you see as the uses versus like the um like uh I, I guess the digital uses you said it's it's the 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 whore of silicon valley in the financial sector so there's going to be the so uses that, of it the blockchain that's, that's washington that's, this is the, this is the child <laughs> this is the child <laughs> All right. Bitcoin is, <laughs> cryptocurrencies are not selling themselves to Wall Street and Silicon Valley. They're literally okay. like taking the, the two sets of universes and joining them into one. Cool. Washington so, sells itself to both of those industries. What is the use that Silicon Valley uh, Silicon Valley is making this for? Let, let's call, so let's let's compare it to like the nuclear bomb, right? No, uh, um, you know, nuclear fusion has. Um, you know, use in creating reactors and all that and creating energy, but you can also create a bomb from it, which makes it useful for the military. Blockchain has uses for, I don't know, um, as far as Silicon Valley is concerned, but we know for the financial sector, it has speculative value and it has other values well, in the financial sector. So let's, well, let's those we two gotta different be, We got to be careful because the word so blockchain is a kind of technology. A cryptocurrency right. uses blockchain, but a cryptocurrency is not just a blockchain, right? Got it. It's just part of the technologies necessary to create a cryptocurrency, right? There's Got other it. technologies like cryptography and all the things, you know, which is not a block, you know. So so and 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 so the blockchain is basically just a, a database, really. Got it. But there's actually a good video by uh, Andreas Antonopoulos where he goes, blockchain or bullshit. 
because um, it became really hot to call everything a blockchain. They said, but but we're missing the necessary elements of what a blockchain is, and we're just calling all databases blockchains. So a blockchain mm-hmm. is a kind of database, but one of the important elements of it is that it's decentralized, right? That no, no one actor can like come in and like change the content of that database, right? That you need a kind of consensus to to make sure that these transactions are valid. So it's a different kind of database, right? The database in your computer, you can unilaterally change, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't keep a, a strict history of all the events in that chain. Well, but it's like a ledger. It's like every difference, everybody participating has a copy of the ledger and they're all checking it against each other, right? Yeah. Well, not not necessarily everyone participating, right? Because the nodes have that. But like, if you have your your Bitcoin wallet, you don't necessarily you're going to have an entire blockchain in your in you know the the entire blockchain of Bitcoin in your wallet. If you have a a node, then yes, you you have it. But I mean, when you unplug your computer and you plug back in, you're going in with a node with a blockchain that's not full, right? So your computer has to catch up to what's happened. Mm. So usually. You know, part of the mechanism is that whoever has the longest blockchain mm-hmm. wins, and that's the one that gets adopted by the by the system. But there's a whole. I mean, but this that, then you start really getting into the innards of the technology, and that's like people don't need to know how their cell phones actually work to use a cell phone. Word. So. so yeah, you don't need now, to know the like physics of cell phone towers or whatever. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I I don't know. I I know I turn it on and I dial numbers and I turn apps on and that's good to go, you know? Tiny wizards. That's what I always say. It's just tiny wizards. Inside of it. You whisper into their ear. They just do their work. They're fantastic. But but here's the thing is that the use cases for this new technology, I mean, just basically 10 years old, the use cases for this, no one really knows them yet. It's very mm-hmm. like there every there's a whole explosion of people trying to figure out what to make of it. Right mm-hmm. now, there's like you know, there's like store of value, is like what mm-hmm. they're basically saying Bitcoin does is a kind of store of value. That's why they use the 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 digital gold analogy. It's interesting. Recently, gold was flat or down for like five or six days in a row, and Bitcoin went up for like five or six days in a row. So there's this kind of I, I want to make this meme of, of uh, there will be blood where he says, like, I drink your milkshake, you know, like of, of like Bitcoin telling that to gold because it's literally like happening. It's literally like demonetizing gold as we speak. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up because gold is not really worth what it's worth. Like when people start going off on Bitcoin not being worth what it's worth, I'm like, neither right. is gold, neither is like. Half of the crap that you mean diamonds well, or gold worthless. can be used in electronics though. But nothing is worth what it's worth. That, that's, that, that, that's a that's a market use that the value of that is significantly right. lower that's, than that's the, the actual. Thing. It, you, yeah, and, and and a blockchain has a use that's significantly lower than the value that we give to the cryptocurrency there, that runs on it. There is no commodity. Well, not no, but generally any commodity or any, especially something like a company, is never valued based on you know, what its use value is at the current moment. Because I remember when the R Wall Street bets thing happened and a guy was on like uh, one of the money shows, CNN money or some shit like that. And um, they were arguing over, he was like, you invest in Tesla and Tesla's not worth what it's worth. You're basically valuing it based off of its potential. You, you can't, you cannot value 
cryptocurrency with the same metrics that you value businesses, at least not okay. yet. They don't, so what about they what not the different metrics that you see? Well, I, I mean, again, we're talking about Metcalf law is one of them. Then there's Explain. also like, what is that? It's the network. I, the one, the idea that the more people in, in oh, the yeah. network, the more valuable the gotcha, network gotcha. is because the more, the more, you know, connectivity there is, the more you can do with it. Of course, um, so, of course. so the more people who have Bitcoin, the more valuable Bitcoin, if only one person has Bitcoin, you can't do anything with it. If <laughs> everyone in the planet has Bitcoin, it's extremely useful, right? Because yeah. you could literally transact with someone in, in, in Thailand in a matter of like 30 minutes, you know, it, I mean, uh, one of the examples, this guy, Michael Saylor, who's like a hardcore Bitcoin maximalist, which is a kind of weird branch of crypto crypto people um, who think that there's only one way. They're like literally like religious fanatics cult. of like cult. Bitcoin is the one way. Anyway, but, but one thing he does say is like, if you had to move $20 billion worth of gold from the US to China, it would cost you like, you know, $20 million to like get a plane and do all this crap, right? Whereas you could basically for about 50 bucks send the same amount of money in Bitcoin in 30 minutes. So there's zero cost of uh, circulation. There's zero cost. Well, it's not zero, but, but it's, it's. Well, relatively it, speaking, I mean, yeah. you just said how much. Like 50 bucks or something like that. Versus whatever it'd take to transport the gold. I mean, <laughs> you, if we were still on the Bretton Woods, they were still moving gold around, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, 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 I mean, comparatively the, the it's, it's practically, you know, speed of light. And it's practically free compared to the mechanisms that we have now. Now, there are other cryptocurrencies that are faster and cheaper to, to use than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like the first one. Bitcoin is literally mm -hmm. like a, a 10, 11 year old technology. I mean, at, at the speed that technology moves, you can in, in you can already see that it's already outdated technology. But if you say that in the cryptocurrency world, you, you might get shot, you know, so. So you have to be careful about that because, <laughs> you know, Bitcoin is sacred to a lot of people. So but but Ethereum is different from Bitcoin because it has other use cases because Ethereum is programmable. They created like a language called Solidity and you can actually program things into the currency itself. So what it has it other is it's kind of hard to explain, but I'll give you an, uh, you, you can basically uh, get it to have smart contracts and these smart contracts are almost like, I mean, I, I reduce it to just basic if then statements that the currency will do. So if this happens, you do that, you know, and it does it automatically. So you can contract with someone like, I want this to happen. You give them the Ethereum, it's programmed into the Ethereum. That event happens, the Ethereum does it. End of story, no litigation, no nothing. It's just, you already agreed to it. It's a contract that the blockchain itself just runs once you entered into it. That has allowed two new use cases that are blowing up. One is DeFi, which is decentralized finance. So there are lending platforms and there are exchanges that run on, on Ethereum and they're decentralized. You basically go in, there's no, there's no, inter there's, there's the platform itself is the intermediary, but there's no, you know, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to do anything. You literally just go with your wallet. You deposit your money, you get your, your interest or you get your loan and you, or you go in with your wallet, you put in your currency and you pick up and you exchange it for other currency and you leave and you're done. It's not like there's, it, it's a, you could get someone set up in like, you know, two hours to operate all of this from, from scratch to like, trading on a, on a decentralized platform. Now try to do that 
with someone, oh, no, you can't, you got to go get a driver's license. Oh, no, you got, you, you know, <clears throat> or, you know, your uh, uh, TD Ameritrade is not going to open your brokerage account in 15 minutes because you don't have it. You know, it's they've and they've removed all of this sort of gatekeepers from the process. That's what scares the shit out of banks and the SEC, right? Yeah. It's the, the, the DeFi portion of it. Now, there's also NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, right? That's blowing up with the okay. sort of more Instagram friendly side of the universe, right? Because it's basically uh, this. It can be used for a lot of stuff, but right now it's basically being used to to move art and and things like that. But you could use it to as proof of provenance for an article, like you know, like you buy a Gucci bag and you get the NFT that goes with the Gucci bag, so that shows that you actually own that Gucci bag, right? Like you know, no one else owns it. Huh. You could actually put all the deeds so like to all the land in the world in nfts right so if you wanted to so, so so you no longer have to go anywhere to to transact that you literally could just be like i want to buy your house and you're like all right cool well send me this much bitcoin you send it to me and i send you the nft for the deed for the house now you own the house that's it that you could simplify the transaction to that point whether we want to do that or not is a different question but you can do it because yeah. with the blockchain being immutable and the nft being non-fungible you, you've, you know, you, you, you're done. You, you have proof of ownership right there. Whoever owns the NFT owns the, owns the property. And it's not okay. fungible. You can't make a copy of it. So, so those are two new use cases, right? Like the, so the how, DeFi how and, and, and NFT. So you have store of value, you have, you have NFTs, you have DeFi, and you can also have, uh, you means can also exchange. Like means classic, of exchange. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is. Means of payment. Is, yeah, you can. You, I, you, I have used it to pay. It's not necessarily the best thing to pay because I rather pay in dollars because they're depreciating. I rather use an asset that is going to depreciate on a straight line, <laughs> on a straight line, than an asset that maybe is volatile like crazy, but is going up also in a, you know in, yeah. in value, right? So the means of exchange thing, which was the original purpose in the in the Satoshi paper um has not really caught on and, and for many reasons but one of it is, is because it depreciates in value there's a guy who bought like two pizzas for like fifty thousand bitcoin i think that's worth mm -hmm. something like 500 million dollars now right mm -hmm. like so everyone's like ah why would you pay pizza with bitcoin are you crazy you know like that he can so, still remember how that pizza tasted I'm sure he can, <laughs> but, but part of the, and it's interesting because part of the reason is because he wanted to prove that it could be a means that, you know, like you could use it as a payment system, you know, means of exchange. And, and he wanted to prove it so badly, you know, and, and I think what he proved is like, you don't do that with your Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that goes into like, um, again, um, one of the interesting things is, um, so you have countries where inflation can be that high, where they're, the value of their currency, like America's value is depreciating, um, but there could be, and not probably here because we own our own currency, but if you don't own your own currency and you have to trade through the dollar anyway um, to use your currency and inflation is rampant with your currency, could the, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies be useful in in your opinion, which ones would be more or less useful in that capacity? I think every country in Latin America should adopt some kind of Bitcoin reserve. Just their own or just, one that just, exists? Just, they should. 
some countries are already doing it. Like El Salvador is basically doing it. They're basically saying like Bitcoin is legal tender in El Salvador. And because they don't even have their own currency, they use the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. This country has to borrow in dollars. Like yeah. at least they can make Bitcoin. They can literally plug in some miners and start making it with the volcanic energy that they have or whatever bullshit story they want to tell. But they can at least start generating some of it and storing it. And if they borrow in dollars, at least they have an asset that appreciates against the dollar. You know, I mean, the, 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 the way that they, the dollar has been used with Latin America for the last hundred years has been as a tool of enslavement because the U.S., Prints it as it wants, but then the currency in the rest of Latin America depreciates against the dollar anyway. And we so, get them in debts in dollars, and then they have to earn our dollars to to pay it back. And then we All just right. go in there and beat the crap out of you know and kill people and you know turn you know put juntas yeah, in power and you know. so, so, so my so, question so, is, oh go ahead, Daniel. No, no, Do you think they're going to de-dollarize Latin America? Is going to de-dollarize and use crypto? I, like I I've heard things about Brazil and Argentina. And, I mean, Paraguay and El Salvador are pretty far along. I've heard Argentina is looking into it and Brazil is also looking into it. I think, you know, what you're going to get is this kind of weird dual kind of like, well, we have this currency that we don't control, but it's, it gives us a kind of like hedge against the dollar. And then we have our own internal currency that we issue to pay for stuff. Because eventually the countries are not really going to, for the same reason that you should not have paid for pizza with your Bitcoin, these countries are not going to want to be using their Bitcoin. They're going to want to sit on it because eventually it's going to be something that you can use for collateral for loans. It's like, I want to buy $50 billion. What do you have? Mm-hmm. I have a trillion dollars with, you know, like I have $200 billion worth of Bitcoin in my reserves. No problem. You can borrow 1%, you know, like literally. Isn't that kind of, isn't it, don't we have to kind of strike a balance there? Because if it's just purely a store of value and it's just purely a speculative object, then I mean, doesn't it sort of cross over into just, you know, like... Well, people- that's why Bitcoin is, is kind of boring, you know? That's why Bitcoin is, is... I mean, that's why when they say it's digital gold, I believe them, because I think that's where it's mm-hmm. headed. It's just going to be this thing that you hold to say, I got value in my bank vault. But if everyone hoards it all the time, then it's not actually valuable. Well, it's gold everyone hoards it all the time. You know, I mean, like all these freaking countries have like vaults. I mean, sure, there's people using it for jewelry, but that's nothing compared to like what's in bank, you know, in in huge reserves. So it's just that, you know, I mean, people will have it like, you know, I mean, you can borrow against it and then you can borrow a ridiculous right now. You can borrow against your Bitcoin. You know, you over collateralize the loan, but you still borrow it like one percent or something insane like that. Right. I mean everything has value that you can borrow against because like the materials that go inside of your house aren't yeah. worth what they're worth. The land that it's sitting on isn't worth what it's worth, but the location combined with, you know, the materials combined with the square footage generate a value that is outsized by all those components. And then guess what? You go to a bank, you say, I have this house that's, you know, 3000 square feet, very big house. But- and it's in, uh, California versus I have this house that's 1,000 square feet and it's in, um, you know, Missouri somewhere. Eh, guess what? They're going to be valued very differently and you can go to the bank and well, your Bitcoin, Your Bitcoin is your Bitcoin no matter where in the planet you are. That's, I'm just saying. Like, like the house is, is locked. Right? Like my, my house in California, if the government wants to tax it a certain rate or whatever, I'm fucked. If I have a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and the U.S. wants to fuck with me, I get on a plane and I leave the U.S. 
Okay, so that brings me to a question. So, that I mean, I, the, the, that the, I there's a there's a reality, you know, the, there's a reality to to sort of uh, having a, the, there's a a huge value to you know not to be tautological, but there's a huge value to having a store of value that is that resilient and sure, that can that, just that's be that liquid. Sure. Yeah, but, that well, it, it, it's both resilient and liquid, right? You can transform is, it into anything immediately within minutes. You can transform it into anything. Sure, but it's not that simple because there there are a lot of assets that you can just take and you can leave the country with. But they can always tax those all assets need, if they all value it. All, all, all you need to have for your Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency is the seed phrase memorized. That's 24 right. words. You don't even need to leave with an item. You just need 24 words in your head. Sure. But if the if your cryptocurrency ever becomes public and the government says we want to tax that, they can tax it. It's just a matter of... If you sure. run, is someone going to give you asylum, right? Well, yes and no. There's there's international tax treaties that usually forbid double taxation. So if you're in a jurisdiction where you're not, and that's where you are a resident of, and they say, no, that's not taxable, then the fuck you, I'm not paying you taxes. This tax is law. Yeah, yeah. but if, the, if it's already assessed and it's already taxed, you're basically just um well i mean the way that the law is written right now there needs to be a taxable event owning bitcoin is not a taxable event i need to actually do something with it right i need to like transform it into something else just owning it is not taxable owning it is not a taxable event no you need to actually transform it now if you take your bitcoin and you turn it into ethereum that's a taxable event so my question i think it's kind of a weird mistake in the way that taxes are done but if you sell it into dollars, that definitely should be a taxable That's, event. I think that is a taxable event right it now. It is, yeah. I've gotten letters. It is, it, is, it is a taxable event. Switching from one from one cryptocurrency to another is a taxable event. I think that's a that's a misunderstanding of how these things work. I mean, right mm-hmm. now they're trying to say it's a commodity or a security. And in reality, it's it's neither. It's it's just its own new entity. It's a yeah. new kind of thing, right? You and it's going to label on that. What? You can't hang a label on that. You can. So, it's just it's, yeah, thing. Well, be, it's a new thing. Well, because so like when Doge took off, for instance, right? There were a lot of these like sort of Dogecoin millionaires who, you know, p- people who made a bunch of money basically in like a week because they'd right they'd bought in when it was nothing. And the idea, you know, was well, what do you do with that? Do- Let's say now you have this Dogecoin that's worth ten million dollars. Well, you if you if you convert it all to dollars right now. You're going to get taxed at like thirty. You're in like a thirty-seven percent tax, right? Because it's considered income. But if you, you wait tra- a year, but if you transform, if you exchange Doge to a stable currency, and you wait a year, then you just get taxed at fifteen percent capital gains, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a weird, you know, it's like a really weird space where there's a, you know, it's kind of treated like like you were saying. It, it's like we're not quite clear what kind of asset it is. You know what I mean? No one um, knows. I mean, yeah. the reality is no one knows. I mean, this is like, it's like, uh, it's a brand new thing. It's like when they discovered fire, they were like, what the fuck is this? What, what we can we use this for? Put this put this flesh over it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, oh my God, it hurts. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so they don't really know. It's like, a, it's, it, I mean, some, someone asked me about this today and they were like, I don't like it. It's like, I don't like it either. But it, it's like, I don't have to like cars to understand that they're going to beat the shit out of horses, you know, mm. like, and that's yeah. it. This is a new thing. I don't know what's going to happen with it, 
but it's just superior to all the previous technology that did the stuff that it does. It does it better. It just does it better. And now it's like, okay, how the fuck, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to regulate it? Because the thing is, they didn't care until this year. And then they realized, holy shit, there's $2 trillion worth of cryptocurrency floating around. Mm-hmm. You got to do something. About it. I mean, they noticed when people started moving their money out of their no yield bank accounts right. into cryptocurrency because they were actually getting a return on their financial instruments. Before, the bank was getting the entire return on your financial instrument. Now you can actually get some because you moved out of like a custodian sort of base system into a decentralized system where the, the, their rules of the system are known to everyone. It takes a cut of the system, takes a cut of the transaction to pay the people who enable the system to operate. But, it, it, but you know what that cut is and you, it, beforehand and you are allowed to keep part of your profits. So, I mean, it's... Uh, and that's what's driving the growth because people are steaming. It, it, it's a purely like sort of accelerationist capitalist thing, right? And it's going to beat the pants off of like things that are slower because but capitalism likes speed. Isn't that, but that seems like to me there that not knowing what it is and needing to figure out what it is, isn't that there just a matter of the legal system that we have being behind the state of technology and just needing to modify to match the state of technology. I mean, what would it mean to figure out what it, to figure it out? I mean, wouldn't that just be the legal system needing to catch up? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Right. Cause you can, <clears throat> I mean, um, this is a question for a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the wrong guy. Yeah. So, so you, but, but legal systems, they can define things, but they also have to deal with the material conditions of the thing itself. Right? Like you can, you you can say, well, this is what you can do with money, but there's a reality about what money is in the first place. Right? Like the law cannot just be a a, a postmodernist and say, oh, these are all just meta narratives. Right? It has to have some ability to map over reality right so yeah like the law needs to engage with cryptocurrency and eventually we'll realize that trying to make it fit into you know the square peg into the round hole is not going to work and little by little it'll start redefining what the cryptocurrency is but see here's the thing the law doesn't define what the thing is the law defines what the thing is for the legal system Mm -hmm. right like insanity is not a legal construct but there is a legal definition of insanity and they're not the same as the american psychological association definition of insanity they're different because what matters about insanity to the law is different than what matters to you know psychology uh, about insanity and and to some extent that shows you that there, that that while there is some kind of isomorphism in the legal definitions of things it's not a perfect one, right? Does that make but isn't, sense? But yeah, but isn't what's so offensive to people who, who hate this that, like, I mean, if you look at ordinary credit and debt or financial assets and financial obligations, like in the finance market, those are basically legal entities. Someone has the right to a sum of money with interest equals someone else's obligation to pay plus a certain amount of interest. That is a legal entity. It's almost like a contract, right? But what's happening here is like you're saying that the law doesn't say what it is. It just says what it is for the legal system. 
um, actually in the financial system, I mean, those things are basically legal entities, but here in the crypto world or whatever, these are seem to be independent of that legal codification structure or whatever. Well, and that's I mean, what pisses people off so much. Is that right? I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that like everyone in that crypto space is, you know, it, it's persons interacting, right? So they're all legal entities, right? All persons, whether they're natural or, or sort of corporate persons are, per, are, are are legal entities. Like you're a legal entity, right? But to think that you can be reduced to your to what the legal definition of, of you is is just crazy, right? So um you're entering into these into these contractual relationships with people and they're being executed automatically, right? That's basically like what's happening. Now if there's a breakdown in that contract, then that could probably be litigated. You know who's going to answer for it then that becomes a legal question you got to go look right. at the thing and figure it out so how so, would so, there be a breakdown what, in a contract with a, a blockchain or a cryptocurrency i, I mean don't, i don't know how that's possible uh, a, a defect in the code uh someone sure. hacks it you know like like you know like if someone goes into your bank and robs the deposits in the bank sure. are you responsible for the money that was robbed or is the bank going to sub you know let's say that it was your ten thousand dollars that had just been deposited no, there's a set of rules that decides how that goes down, right? So it's isn't that like possible? If someone gets fifty-one percent of the um, of the mining, they can contest the bookkeeping throughout. Well, I mean the that that can that can happen in a proof of work system, but it it's it's I mean it, that gets very technical, and I'm not like that you know well versed enough. I know that there are fifty-one percent attacks that happen. They have never happened to Bitcoin. They've happened to smaller proof of work blockchains where it's easier because of the hash rate is much lower. Um, and even then, when there's these 51% attacks, they, they can backtrack and figure out where the blockchain was and fix the whole thing. So it's not like it hasn't been like recently there was this, this, so this guy stole like $600 million or something like that from, uh, from a, from a, from a network this week. And, and the guy ended up returning the money because everything is so flagged that if he started like using it, he was going to get caught. Yeah. So the guy literally after stealing the $600 million went back and dumped it into, I mean, it's sort of, I'm, I haven't read enough, but it's, it's roughly that's what happened with the story, you know? So, so yeah. where, where I'm getting at with that is Basically, it's it's extremely secure, right? That's the that's one of the other that's one of the main values of it. It's how secure it is. I, I would say it's more likely that your money will get stolen from your Citibank online account than it will get stolen from your Bitcoin account. Well, there so, was so, so well. So, do you know much about the the Gerald Cotton story? No, no go nothing, ahead. Nothing. Okay, so Gerald Cotton was a guy. He was a Canadian, and he was basically. There you go. I don't know anything about Canadians. <laughs> um, I mean, he was basically like he was kind of known before, before the incident, the Bitcoin incident. But he was kind of a con man, and he was doing a lot of pyramid schemes. And he was kind of he was using doing stuff with digital gold before Bitcoin, like way back in the day. And you know, there's a couple of podcasts about this, and it's really fascinating. But basically, he ran um, a currency um, exchange in in Canada. It was one of the largest exchanges, Bitcoin exchanges in Canada. And you know, he he ran this exchange, and basically, what happened was 
he he went to India and he died while he was in India. And then they were like, oh, sorry. He's the only person who had the passcode um, to the wallets. <laughs> so all of these people like... Sorry, kids. A ton, like millions and millions of dollars. And then there was this big question of whether or not he had faked his death because it turned out that the vast majority of what he was doing was like his biggest um, um, client or the, the biggest mover on this on this exchange was actually an account that he created himself. And he was just going in and back hacking and, and, and creating fake money to trade with and then taking it off this exchange and doing, and then like, you know, exchanging it with other, with other, you know, um, it, 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 in more like reliable exchanges basically. Um, and so, yeah, a bunch of people lost like their life savings um, in, in Canada. Yeah, that, that, that's not a failure of the blockchain. That's a failure of like a centralized institution that had, you that's know, what, that's what that had a scam going on, right? Like Bernie yeah. Madoff. Well, so but, I mean, I just, like, but what I mean is like there are scams in the crypto industry. Oh, there's, like, there are, there's, there's hundreds of millions yeah, I, of thousands. I mean, yeah. it is Doge super. Is a scam. Any, anytime you have a bunch of money somewhere, there's going to be a thousand scammers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. People, as soon as there's, I mean, People sell there. Then you guys see the this one recently where this deli in New Jersey, I think it was, was like had a had a stock in the stock exchange, and it, it was literally just that deli, but they turned it into a scam and had like a market cap of like a hundred million dollars or something crazy awesome. like that. <laughs> so it was just like a deli, like a little, like a little freaking <laughs> deli in New Jersey. They just made a whole scam, and it was worth a hundred million dollars. So I mean, yeah, it's it's there's scams everywhere, and and. And you need to be careful. And I, I don't know, like, I, I, there's no universal way to like keep people from falling for scams. I mean, you know, people fall for phishing emails all the time, even though the subject line has a bunch of emoticons, you know, like emoji, like, yeah. you know, 1500 emojis. If it has 1500 emojis in the subject line, it's a scam, people. Come on. Yeah. You know, well, shouldn't we also, well, but I mean, I guess for, for, you know, one of the things that they're talking about, or one thing that might be relevant to mention is the difference between hot wallets and cold wallets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so so because cold I, wallets I was, are like you know they're not online you know it's like a basically a piece of paper with your, with your yeah well, I mean, you know, or whatever everything is online right it's not like it, it, it so 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 there's like software wallets or hardware wallets I mean but in the end it's all just something in the blockchain that is always running right and 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 how you and the issue is how you access that right now. Now the the a, a, a software wallet is hot because you're basically like it's on on your computer and you can just turn it on and you move stuff around. The cold wallet is 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 basically like the only way that you would get into it would be through like this passcode and all the stuff that you saved that it's not like activated or running in any way, shape, or form. So that's like kind of how it's cold. But I I don't have a cold wallet, so I don't really know like you know the ins and out of that. Um, but it's not it's not that it's not on online because it has to be on the ledger it has to be online right like well, i think the idea is whether or not it's being stored on an exchange because some people like well, you know there's have a their centralized money exchange just- right and then like so so some coins i have in a centralized exchange because they pay interest on it and mm-hmm. this is like when you start getting into the difference between like proof of stake and 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 and, and proof of work like there's all sorts of like technical issues that change how you deal with it but some stuff i have that's proof of stake i have on a on the wallet that is made by the blockchain itself 
because I get interest paid directly to that wallet because of my, because I'm staking it to the system to help validate transactions, mm-hmm. right? It'd be, it's like being a miner, but you're not mining. You're basically, it, it, what you're doing is, is you're putting your chunk of the money there and that says, well, this guy's got skin in the game. He's not going to lie about whether a transaction is false or true, right? Because he, he depends on the, the sort of veracity of the blockchain because he's got money. If the blockchain gets messed up, he, he might lose his own money, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you're putting your stake in place to kind of validate, you know, transactions. And as a part of that, you're basically getting payment. The transaction fees to run the transactions, you get a cut of that. So you basically, in a sense, become a, a a part owner of the of the. You are a part owner, but you're basically using that ownership to generate interest this is in, really the, interesting. in the entire this might be sort of financial network in the direction, that that blockchain the, creates. I, this isn't one of the questions I wanted to ask you, but it just struck me that there's something socialistic about that. I I can't remember precisely how it worked. Um, so in the formula for communism was from each according to ability to each according to his need. But then there's one for socialism. I can't remember what it is from each according to his ability to each according to his work or something like this. I can't remember. But the point, the point being that what you get back um, is pegged <clears throat> to what you contribute. So you have a stake in it. And it does seem like there's some of that here. Like, you know, Mark says that the joint stockholding company is already socialist. Uh, it's abolishing properties in the capitalism of production. It seems, is there something, am I picking up on something there? It seems like it. I, I mean, there is part of the sort of, it's weird because like libertarians are such a mess politically that they don't even know what they believe, you know, like they're just sort of like all over the place. But there's, for example, some of the blockchains, they actually have a treasury when the treasury keeps part of the transactions and that treasury money then gets used based on the proposals that people in the community but even make. more simply though people are getting rewarded on how that for money participating is going to be spent. in the collective bookkeeping process right yeah yeah basically yeah you're you're getting rewarded for putting your money to use in the system and and, and part of the reason to do that to incentivize that is to take the money out of the centralized exchanges and keep it in the actual blockchain. So, so that the, those coins are not in Coinbase. Those so coins the, so the libertarian are dream in has your wallet core. in the blockchain, right? I mean, well, I don't everything. know, man. Like they're so they they're they're so all over the place because they like want capitalism, but they hate corporations. They like you know, it's like you know, it's it's a weird. They want, so libertarians long as want kings. feudalism. So long that's, as that's the, the basic right? way to understand libertarianism. I mean, that's sort of. So I, I mean, sure, that's I mean, the point of the game in anything. It's kind of weird. They're 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 fucking weird, dude. Well, like, I don't know. Capitalists I'm... like capitalism There's because it makes them king. Libertarian king. likes feudalism um, because they want to be king. Sure. I mean, de- depending on when you, when you get to the conclusions of capitalism, you're talking about full on monopoly. I mean, you're I, talking I think, about kings. I think the issue with libertarians is just like a, a a misunderstanding of what it's like they don't understand what the word freedom means so it just kind of like warps everything it's like the 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 gravity of the word of the concept freedom is such that it just kind of warps the entire time space of their brains right and sure so, they, they because, apply 
strange just, assumptions to that word. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like anarchists with the word uh, with the word authority. They don't understand what the word authority means. They just don't fucking get it. They think authority means power, and those are two different concepts, right? So the word authority for anarchists it just warps their whole brain. So like you'll get an anarchist saying as a joke like. Well, I don't recognize any authority except my mom. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of bizarre idea? You know, it's not even like, a, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even a funny joke because it, it shows that you don't understand that. Because like, if you're a nurse and you're in an operating room and the surgeon says you need to do this, you need to recognize that authority, right? Right. It's not that that person has power over you, but you need to recognize that authority because that surgeon whether it's a man or woman, black or whatever, white or whatever, you know, whatever identity politics makes this palatable to whoever. Oh, Let's say the nurse is a white man and it. the surgeon is a black woman who is also gay. So that no one has any problem with this. So, but but that that nurse has to accept the authority of that surgeon in that moment because the surgeon is the person that knows what needs to be done, right? It's like we're operating. So, so authority is not power. Power is like, you need a wage and I am your boss. I want you to do something that is completely outside the scope of your employment. Power is coercive. Not, I will fire you. Yeah. By, power by, is by, a, by its nature, but it, it, that's the point of power is to be coercive. And some so, coercion is better than other coercion. And authority isn't coercive. It's so, just, it just well, is. I mean, it, it is. It, it, it's a technology okay. necessary of, for the operation right. of any joint activity. Right. Whereas, yeah. If you don't mind, crypto. Well, yeah. Well, crypto and libertarianism and anarchism, why? decentralized, why? centralized, like, well, these are all question. like part of. Like, why do people? Yeah, yeah. Why do you? What's the point? Why would I trade crypto? Well, I so mean, my, I, I treat, I mean, there's various reasons. One, there's people who are so like, the ideological. they're like, if we decentralize the this shit, the world is going to be better. That right. may or may. There's an ideological reason for it. There's, a, there's definitely people who are, who are in it, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone is in it to make some kind of money for sure. Cause it's an investment, you know, but there's people who are also in it for like straight up ideological reasons. You know, they're like, I think this is better than letting, you know, the government just print fiat money to kingdom come and, you know, create mm -hmm. inflation and whatever. I mean, they're, quantity, they're not MMT quantity theory of money people, people, right? They're definitely like, they, right. they have, they, yeah, they definitely have it. And, and if you have that, but if you have that view about monetary policy, right? Then when the government prints money and it lends it at 0% to rich people, but you have to borrow it at 19%, okay. they're basically making you yeah. poor and they're stealing your money. To some extent, even if you're MMT, that's true. Because they're literally letting billionaires borrow at 0%. And you have to fucking borrow at nineteen percent. So that there's right. something inherently fucked up about that. So what they're saying is, is I want to opt out of that whole fucking system. And you know what? In Bitcoin, you can't do that. In fucking you know Ethereum, you can't do that. So I'm going in there, and they're laughing all the way to the bank because the ones who've been doing this, it, it, basically, no one who has been putting in ten bucks every day for four years is not a fucking millionaire at this point. You're talking like you put in like 10 bucks every day for, for you basically dollar cost average 10 bucks into Bitcoin for the last four years and you're a fucking millionaire. It's crazy. So they're laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, maybe, you know, the, who, those things might not be related, but they're still doing fine. 
So, so that was so, that was my point when talking about like coercion, right? And the usefulness of coercion, because I think what the benefit both parties see when you're talking about like the libertarian decentralized, you know, freedom group, and you're talking about like the socialist side of the dollar is coercive to all of these different states and states need to start, you know, uh, removing themselves from the dollar in order to you know, I, I guess have more control, more autonomy, right? So on both those sides, the, the problem seems to be that the dollar has become too coercive at this point. And what a blockchain or a cryptocurrency specifically can offer is that it removes itself from, I don't think all, but right now it has removed itself from much of the coercion that comes with uh, fiat currencies around the world. So um that that that's kind of the usefulness i'm seeing for other countries and i'm wondering if you remove yourself from the coercion of the dollar you also remove yourself from the safety of the dollar right and if you remove yourself from the you also remove your you also in removing yourself from the safety of the dollar you also put yourself within like the targets of the u.s military so it has those three types of components. The the price, there's a price with removing yourself from that uh, coercion that's different for, you know, like a, an investor in the United States than it is for like a country, you know? Yeah, I mean, any any move, you know, without getting too ridiculous, but any move away from, from a system of, of, of sort of control is going to require some kind of risk taking, right? Like mm -hmm. the U.S. has been using the dollar with, you know, Latin America and the developing world as a basically me mechanism for extraction for a hundred years, and and that extraction for you, me, no. you know, Daniel or Adam. I mean, a mechanism of extraction for like the top zero point zero one percent of the people in in the U.S. Right? You like get some US little imperial extraction too, but uh, it, it, peripherally, if they. It, no, it, you know what? I think I think that that's a that's a misdirection. I think that's a way to like it, it's mm. like a liberal way of feeling bad about yourself because if you really think about it, they they're willing to spend ten trillion dollars to secure four trillion dollars worth of of, of minerals mm -hmm. because those ten trillion dollars are our ten trillion dollars, mm. but the four trillion dollars that they get go to the rich people. So the rich people are willing to overspend to get an mm -hmm. asset because they're not the ones getting the, their own paying for the asset right so we would actually be better off with a not imperial united states we're actually we are just as much a colony of the rich people in the u.s as the colonies of the hmm. external u.s you know there's it's just so the mercy of the military there's right? just, there's just well yeah. the cops are the military here huh. right I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, cops yeah. kill black people at crazy rates. Well, and the military kill kills people, people abroad. Crazy rates in the U.S. too. Right. Cops kill. That's the problem. The cops in the U.S. Exactly. Right. So, so I mean, so, so those are all organs of, of violence. Of now, imperialism. Yeah. So, right. so moving, moving out of, um, you know, but limiting the, the sort of extractive power of the dollar is very painful to the empire. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what I'm saying is if it's very painful to the empire, do you think domestically people are going to feel more of that pain if this is the perverse nature of an empire? If you're not inflicting that pain on others, you know, i.e. making conquests, that means you have less treasure for home, which means you have to extract that treasure from 
the, your domestic population, you know? Well, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be, there, this is not going to be an easy process, but what we're finding out is, is that they don't understand the Hydra that they're fighting. You know, mm -hmm. like this thing is not as easy. It was built to be difficult to stamp down. That's why right. it's decentralized. You know, by like drug dealers. China, China literally made mining illegal. And in like two weeks, the miners have moved out and set up in another country. Oh. And the hash rate of Bitcoin went right back up. In fact, it's the highest it's ever been. So, you know, there's there's definitely resilience bit in, built into the system. Um, I think at this point, it would literally take like every, like it would take the US, the EU, China, Japan, like you need to, you would need to get a concerted effort from every single rich country in the planet to put this down. And even that puts them in, pro, in trouble because the move when Salvador says that Bitcoin is uh, their currency has huge implications because now other countries have to recognize it. Because well, there's changes that say that you have to recognize the currency of another country. Mm. Well, what about so you the, have to um, change the international law framework? So it seemed like all the different states in the global system understood at one point that WikiLeaks was a common threat to them all, and then they all worked together to shut it down. Uh, Cryptocurrency is not a threat to all the countries in the world. It's yeah. only a threat to the to the status quo. To the big boys. That's the problem. Right. Like cryptocurrency yeah, is not yeah. a threat okay. to Okay, so Argentina. I mean the, the fucking peso goes to the floor every year. They're rather, you know, it's not a threat to it's not a threat to Brazil. It's not a threat to hey, it's not a threat to any not country yet. in South America. It's not a threat to any country in Africa. Right. It's not. Well, it's, They're it's never a going to control the currency in the planet. They're just not going right. to. I rather, that, I rather, if I run a country and I have to borrow in dollars. I know, I know. I, would I, like I heard to someone have recently a currency say, for example, the only thing worse the dollar, than a, not than a currency system which is controlled by a few people is a currency system which is controlled by no one. Because then, yes, indeed, there's no masters, but you're all slaves. Um, and so... Just something to think about. If he, it's true what you say, I'm not denying what you say. So go, Daniel. Go. Deeper I, 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 I disagree with that premise because a system that is controlled with someone can be used sure. with, you know, precision to fuck you over because they I control think, it. If it's completely diffused, you know, then no one can grab onto it and use it to pound you over the head. We're all playing by the same. Rule. It's like if you're playing a board game. Mm -hmm. And one guy gets to make the rules as they go along. Well, someone came. The someone came the up game with are always rules. the same forever. Uh, but anyways, you can at least plan. But it's also that there, if if there are no rules that can be applied, there's no way for the people to regulate the system, right? Say, see, say you did have socialism in America tomorrow, and you still have all these cryptocurrencies, you're not going to be able to regulate it the way you want to because guess what all that money is going to move to this next country if you decide you want to create some type of public controls you know yeah but i mean in, in a way money is only important insofar as you have an exchange economy right okay if you don't have an economy that's like based on exchange but it's rather based on provision also, or whatever you want you know also it doesn't really what, what are you going to use the money for so money, money, 
I, I know this irritates some people, but money is the kind of exchange commodity, right? Like you just use it to exchange shit for it. Yeah, that's one of the uses of it, but it's also a sure. way of um, basically securing taxes. You know, you provide the money, which secures a debt to the state, which you can use to pay your taxes. Um, and if you don't have that, that's the first use of money. The second use is to exchange goods so that instead of paying your taxes in those goods, you can extend, you can pay your taxes in that well, money. If your Bitcoin appreciates against the dollar, you can still be taxed, right? Like, right. Like you still buy this, the system might still say, well, you still got to pay taxes. But in order you, to pay those you taxes, to you it. can't pay in Bitcoin. You have to exchange that Bitcoin for- In some places you can, dollars. in some places you can't. Right, right, right. That's the change that, that's the shift that we're seeing, right? That's what like we're discussing. Like, uh, you know, I think in El Salvador, you can pay in Bitcoin. In the U.S., you can't. But some municipalities are saying that you can. I think Miami wants to let people pay their parking tickets in Bitcoin. Huh. So I mean, we're talking like, about like the Imperial Project of America. What interest is it for America to start trading in Bitcoin when we make money off of people? Well, but see, but you got to stop account. seeing yourself as America because you are not America. No, no, no. I'm not saying me. Like, as you America, are not I'm America. Like this, this is one thing. This is actually one thing that world. This, this is one thing that libertarians actually like generally have really clear. They do not align themselves psychically with the government, right? They're not like, no, that's not oh, I saying. am America, right? Like they're I'm not, saying they're not America, America as the entity it is. America is an entity that- Oh no, they don't want it. Coerces the world. The, the banker, I mean, th this is one of the great examples of how the interests of the capitalist class individually versus collectively are different. There's tons of capitalists moving into cryptocurrency, trying to become richer with it. And they're becoming richer, right? Like uh, freaking, Elon Musk is buying like Bitcoin, even though he says, oh, Bitcoin's terrible. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, he buys more. You know? <laughs> so, right. And, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's his face? Michael Saylor is buying Bitcoin. We lost our boy McAfee. Ma yeah, Mike Novogratz of, of Galaxy Digital is buying Bitcoin. I mean, they're, they're all buying it because they know that it's future, that it's, you know, future money, future, you know, right. a, a store of value that beats the dollar, et cetera, et cetera. But, it has a way of undermining the deal that they have going on with the central bank. That's right what now. I'm saying. Right. Right. So Where they on get the to borrow hand, at zero percent. Right. And we get, we have to borrow at like 19. Let's say we're one of those corporations. Right. And we have security. The dollar provides them security. And basically, when I say that, I mean the military fighting. Let's let's say oil. The oil industry is very much secured by the U.S. military. So it's within their interest to back the dollar because that's backing the U.S. and the U.S. military. Yes, that's a tool but if there's an asset that's appreciating at 200 percent year over year, you cannot afford as a capitalist to stay out of it, even if that undermines the position of the capitalist class as a whole. Mm. That's what's so interesting about this thing. It undermines so far. It undermines their their interests as a whole. There are, are there are many attempts to kind of try to like tame it and turn it into something that belongs to only to them, but they're having a tough time doing it. They might mm. they might be able to do it. I don't know. My advice is to buy some <laughs> because even if they do it, if you bought some, you're at least not in the lowest lowest <laughs> rung of the. You know, I mean, this is purely pragmatic, not revolutionary like tactic. This is literally right. like buy some because it's like insurance. It's like 
You don't know if there's going to be a car accident, it's, but if there is one, you're glad you bought it's car FOMO insurance. FOMO rather than fucking insurance. It's like, it's yeah. Not if FOMO. I it's it like is FOMO. No, it's FOMO. It's like... If you had bought $100 worth of Bitcoin in 2011, yeah. you would be a multimillionaire. Now, That's FOMO. Dude. No, it's not FOMO. There's going to be another stratification of class. If this goes the way that the capitalists want it, there's going to be another stratification between the people who you have You mean we will live in a don't. class society? That's what you they, 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 there are more million. I live in a heightened class society, and I'm it's telling like you, buy a little bit just to make sure you're not like you know in the outcast class. You know, like literally, like I don't know what you mean. I, I, I am. I mean, that's why we exist with debt right now, isn't it? Those yeah, I mean, that, okay. So, so things when I, can always when be I worse. Asked you, why you. trade crypto and why do you? You said there are two reasons. The first one is ideological. The second one is to get rich. But I want to push on the second one because there are many ways to get rich, and this is only one of them. Some people who are in finance. This is the best way right now, by far. Like by far, this is the most explosive, dynamic, yeah, fastest I, growing I thing in the planet. This is the easiest way to make money right now. Because um, I far. invested in something I believe in, and um, the stocks keep on uh, dropping little by little, which is uh, uh, by, by, because you know all all. I mean, this is actually something someone said that I thought was actually really interesting. I never conceptualized it this way, but all growth industries in the end are tech industries. Hershey's chocolate was a tech company. Because no one How until so? that point, because no one until they showed up had figured out how to mass produce chocolate in a safe, quick hmm. way that would not get people poisoned. They That's figured true. it out and they basically had the technology to make chocolate cheaper and faster. And that the same made thing with them craft macaroni and cheese. It's the same craft all, cheese, all growth, all growth sort of industries in the end are technology industries. Everything that is at the the, the I mean that that's actually a Marxist point because there is a the, the the rate of return goes down with time. So the only way to make good rate that's of return is to be at the cutting edge of the technology mm. of the industry that you're in. Mm. And this is it. This is this is the cutting edge of of money right now. So what you're saying, right, is that I should keep my stocks in you know uh, renewable energy like solar panels, and I should I mean, sell I gotta, my stocks. I gotta, in I, gotta ta- I gotta take this phone call. Right. I'll be right back. <laughs> what do you think he's talking about? But um, I have no idea. Maybe maybe it's the big trade, but who knows? I hope he's um, talking about killing me. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what did you do? Did you uh bet on one of those uh? What are they called when they're not they're not cryptocurrencies? Is it just like like the um? The like mini coins, like I I don't know, like what Dogecoin was originally, like like meme coins and all that yeah. shit. Um, I mean, I have so, I have some of those. Yeah, <laughs> you have some of those. I have I have uh, baby Doge. What the fuck is baby Doge? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's uh, not even a fart. Adam has baby Doge. Doge. What about what's your I can advice stay a for baby, baby Doge? My my. Baby Doge, like Shiba Inu, or is that a different? No, well, it's like that. I mean, so after Doge, obviously, there's like been this explosion of like derivative coins that are trying to. Wait, wait, wait. What were we talking about before I I, I had to take the phone call? Because 
this is like we're gonna start oh, going just you know it's just the most and that's fine the reason but... why to do it is just it's the most profitable uh Well, okay, so he, here's here's why I started doing it. You know, one, I'm like totally like paranoid about this country and I want to have an out. And this is mm. totally a way to like, if I'm out of here, I still got, I, I, I can buy a plane ticket. I could drive to the freaking Canadian border. Or I could drive to the Mexican border. I can get out of here. And with literally like a backpack and I still have all my money with me without having to ask anyone any permission. Right. So there's that level of paranoia. But there's also when I started getting involved in it, I realized how explosive this was. And I actually the analogy of, of insurance comes in because I deal with insurance in my in my professional life. And I said, look, th this is going to happen one way or another. So I should participate in it. Maybe I won't get rich in it. But if this thing takes over, which I think it's going to, because it's almost like a invasion of the body snatchers or something weird like it's literally everything it touches it kind of transforms into crypto everything is getting transformed art is getting transformed into crypto you know like everything is just kind of like it tendrils keep going everywhere it's like the internet is reaching out into the real world and transforming everything into like financial internet assets so i said let me invest like i'm buying car insurance literally like i pay you know 100 bucks in insurance every month Fuck it. Let me put a hundred bucks into this every month. And then when I started seeing that I bought $600 worth of something and it turned to $4,000, I was like, I got to invest more than this. Like I actually got to put in more than this. So then I went on this crazy deep dive and I've learned, I've probably put in like fucking eight hours a day, every day for like the last like fucking year into learning about this shit. It's ridiculous. And there's just, I, I'm not even close to knowing as much as I should know. That's how crazy deep, like how much stuff there is going on with this. So, um, and, and trading is its own little niche. It's not the only thing going on. And trading has got its own little issues. Like I refuse to buy those, even though I could have, because I just was like the underlying technology is just ridiculous. I'm not going to invest in this. It's just a freaking joke. But mm -hmm. I knew it was going to go up. So I was an idiot because I should have just bought like 5,000 so bucks some, worth of it and then just sold it when it went ballistic the, and made uh, some money, right? To the game. So, like they aren't, they aren't doing it right. I, it's not, no, see, it's not a commitment to cryptocurrency. It's a commitment to like, I, I, my entire life I've, I've been annoyed when people start doing things like, you know, like sort of when people are just sort of ridiculous it's part of the reason right. i actually didn't get involved in, it in the first place because I, I just He's gen x he can't help it authenticity I couldn't, is very I, important. Couldn't, I couldn't wrap my brain around like how this is like the fiat of fiat it's like even more fake, than fake right it's a reproduction mm -hmm. of a reproduction so it couldn't <laughs> get money so i actually like this is my tragedy i could have gotten in into this in 2012 because i literally had friends who were like you should start mining it if I had mined in 2012 with a laptop, I'd be like a fucking millionaire right now. But I was like, nah, it's fucking bullshit. In fact, I remember when the pizza transaction happened because I was paying attention to it. That's when you could buy like 50,000 Bitcoin for like 40 bucks or something like that, right? I mean, I don't know the exact numbers right now. So so I, I, I had a friend in 2014 to try to get me into it. I had a friend in 2015 to try to get me into it. Like, I'm an asshole. 
on this. You know, like it took me like coming into contact with it 10 times for me to get involved. Right. So I get it. Like I get like not wanting to get involved in it. And part of it was this sort of like, I hate things that are not authentic. I hate things that are not real, you know, like, and, and there is this level of like, this is just so ridiculous, but you know what? We live in a completely ridiculous society, right? Like people don't care about substance. Like people have been watching the Kardashians for 20 years. 20 years. So, really? You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You could be right. You know, I have no idea. Like, you know, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just coming up with a number, but you know what I mean, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so, so it is, up. it is paradoxical. It is contradictory, you know, but, but there is a part of me that just hates this kind of like, but you know what? All of capitalism is this game. Like paper currency is even in a way is even less real than cryptocurrency and light it on fire and it disappears. You know, it never existed, you know? So, so, mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's, I don't know if that explains it, but so I was like, uh, eventually though, I was like, you know what, this is when I, first, when I dipped my toe in it, it was like this moment of realization. Like there's one thing that, that a lot of cryptocurrency people say, it's like, don't believe me, just go buy some Bitcoin, interact with it, fuck around mm -hmm. with it. And then you'll realize what we're dealing with, but you got to go use it, go use it. So I, I bought a little bit, whatever. But then I, I got some, some proof of stake currency, uh, Cardano ADA, and then I got the, mm -hmm. the, the regular wallet for it. And I moved it from the exchange to the wallet. And I saw what that was doing. I was like, Oh my God, I just have like a thousand bucks in ether. No one is holding it. Like I have control of it. It's completely outside of anyone's Right. control anyone's anything it's there and i decide what happens with it if i want to you know send it to someone in like taipei i can do it and it'll literally be like just writing a string of text and that's it it's done and and so i i realized that this is like this is actually a big deal it's actually going to change how everything operates and that's when i said all right i need to learn everything i can about this hmm. and that's when i went on the deep dive when i went but I required like a kind of leap of faith of like, this isn't just pure bullshit. And then, then it required actually interacting, interfacing with it. Now the use the, the user interface for this stuff is just not there yet. This is like when email was something that you needed to do in like a Unix terminal, you know, mm -hmm. when you needed to go on Unix mail and, and it's just the user interface is just not there yet for for mass adoption it's getting there it's better people can use coinbase easily but that's a centralized exchange that's not the end game that's an on-ramp into the end game mm -hmm. right that's what the centralized exchanges are they're a way to turn your, your your fiat into cryptocurrency so that you can actually get on the game but that's just what it is it's like it's the on-ramp into the highway so two things so I'll tell you how I, I got to baby it. doge because I don't want oh, to, go, go, go uh, to he it. wanted to start go. speculating on, on actual coins. <laughs> All right. Tell Are you going to baby doge uh, now? Tell me, tell, well, I mean, let's just, you know, answer his question before we forget. But before that, very important, very important, very important. Cause you mentioned this earlier. Um, yeah, you were close. The, the Kardashians, the living with the keeping up with the Kardashians, that's what it's called. Um, it's run for 20 seasons, but not 20 years, 14 that's, years. That's horrible. That is horrible. 
Think yeah. if you had a blessed in that they watched in, in that shit religiously fourteen years ago. Well, I mean, I, I, I they're right. billionaires right. by now. I, I but they didn't a, make any money. If you I get a, a, a Kardashian coin fourteen years ago, yeah, fucking if a. You, if you have like, it's just it's crazy, <laughs> you know. But I mean, it's like imagine if you had bought Amazon twenty years ago, you know. I mean, yeah. this is. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like uh, before, like when after you're done talking about Dogecoin, we're talking about like uh, what was it? The uh, ETFs. How a lot of artists are using those to sell their NFTs. Work. NFTs. 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 Okay. And if, it's non- a financial non- transition. NFT is not. It's non- a non fungible token. token, right? So it's non fungible token. Like because uh, money is fungible, right? Like I, you don't care. Like uh, I'll give you an example. If I give you one dollar, let's say one ETH, one Ethereum piece is one dollar, right? If they're not, they're like whatever. But you, if I give you a, a dollar bill right. and I it's ask fungible. you for that dollar bill tomorrow, I don't give a fuck if you give me a different one. I don't care. They're completely right. fungible. Now, one ETH is fungible with another ETH unless I program something on top of it that only that one ETH has. So what they're doing so is the artwork, artwork. So the artwork becomes a non-fungible piece of currency. That only that one. Ah. Well, the currency itself. Yeah, now, yeah. It's like if right. I, it's like if you gave a dollar bill to Basquiat and he right, made right. a painting so it's on currency the dollar now, bill. But it's I, not you, I care about that I mean, one fucking dollar bill, man. Right. That is not the right. same as any other dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fungible. You could trade it. Dali used to but do you that. Don't you want go into to, the thing that's on top of it right, is worth a, big dinner, a lot more. And then they'd say, okay, now you got to pay. And then he'd have his check. He'd write the check. And then he'd look at the waiter, apparently. And then he'd draw some fantastic artwork on it so that they'd never fucking cash his checks. So every time he ate dinner in the restaurant, he ate for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 what I mean. Because now you can invest in um, potentially well, the next Kardashian. That's that's yeah, all so, I was trying so, to get at. Yeah, yeah. So so this guy who's been doing NFTs for like I don't know, like years. He um he recently sold all of them in one auction for like something like a hundred million dollars. I did like Sotheby's awesome. or something like that. So someone actually spent like a hundred million dollars on electronic art. Mm. This is like this is crazy. Like people are buying them and flipping them and making tons of money. Baby and, Doge. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, where were we headed now? Um, a baby Doge. Baby Doge. <laughs> what do you want to know about? I don't know anything about Baby Doge. Is that Shiba Inu? No. Or is that a different coin? There's so many coins. It's like endless. It's a different one. Yeah, I mean, I bought it like right after they. Right. I don't know how. I don't even know how I found out about it. Because so, so, so my my the way I deal with a lot of crypto is like I like to just invest. I like fuck around with it. I mean, I have so some. You, I have you're some purely a, speculating, right? Like, yeah, I, like I have I, some. I, I, draw, like, I have some Ethereum the, and stuff that's like you know I I'm just holding on to and will continue he, to hold he, on to. Yeah, here's the thing. Like like there's some projects like Chainlink, right? Like mm-hmm. okay, so Chainlink is not mm-hmm. a blockchain. Chainlink is actually an oracle that provides information to blockchains from outside of the blockchains it validates them and it tells them that that information is true so that a smart contract can fire off so for example there is all these uses for blockchain technology for insurance that have not started being done but that will come down the pipeline for example uh crop insurance 
is one of them, the ones that I think is closest to being done or if it's not already operating. But crop insurance, basically, you can have it fire off. If it doesn't rain for six months, you know that you should get your crop insurance because your crop did not grow. You don't need to do any more. So, so Chainlink grabs the, the weather information and it sends it to the, to, the, to the smart contract and the smart contract fires off on its own and you just get a payment immediately. There's no adjuster, no nothing necessary, mm-hmm. but you need something like Chainlink that can provide information that is you know, accurate and that is verified. And they basically say, that's what we're doing. So now you buy Chainlink's token you're, you're investing. I mean, it, it's an investment because you're saying everyone needs this. When we're going to do smart contracts, we're going to need it. Now, buying Dogecoin is like, I don't know, maybe I get, maybe I win the lottery. There's, exactly. there's no, you yeah. know, so, so that's well, more a like of, speculation. There's a lot of those um, like pump and dump schemes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so people like getting in. Food. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we're well, getting in on the ground floor when a token is like, you know, 10 thousandths of a penny. Mm-hmm. investing five grand. And then if it even goes up a fraction of that, you've suddenly got a hundred grand or well, whatever, you know what I mean? And then you sell and, it off right away. And then that's, you move on to the next thing. Here's how some people will use tokenomics. Tokenomics is like the, the monetary policy of the, of the, of the coin basically. Mm-hmm. But that's what they call it in the crypto world. They call it the tokenomics of it. So, so the, the tokenomics for safe moon are interesting. It's a total scam coin, whatever, but you can buy it and then it, but if you try to sell it you get charged 20 percent by the system mm-hmm. for selling your safe moon into something else mm-hmm. and that safe moon gets distributed to the other safe moon holders or something like that mm-hmm. so you get penalized for selling it so it's made so that it just keeps going up because you don't want to sell it right because mm-hmm. it's going to keep going up and you're going to keep getting more so, so it's structured like it's a scam, but it's structured. But what's the point really of paying out to people who don't sell if you don't sell? Don't I mean, sell. the end game on all this shit is Basically. to turn it. I yeah I well I, I mean because then you can you can trade with someone else in Safe Moon. You're not right. transforming it into you're right, not, okay. That's how you can use the. You're not transforming it into some other it's crypto. The thing I, from I, Star Wars. I, we I, all know what a taunting thing from is, Star right? Wars. Where he's no, I stayed away from those kind. We don't know what this is. No, 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 no. A tontine, if, if I'm using the word correctly, is basically like the, the, the bet that people make on their lives. Like, we're all going to put in like $10,000, all four of us here. So now there's $40,000 that's like in an investment account. And until the last one of us dies, no one gets that money. The last person alive gets all of the money. Dude, that's, right? that is dark. And Who are these people you're hanging out with? <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean it was an episode on the simpsons um the hell sharks or whatever his grandpa was and uh basically that's what this whatever moon safe safe moon coin sounds like that if you leave you lose 20 percent, then all of us get that last man to leave gets 20 percent from all of these people basically just rich that's like look at look at adam you. looking up safe when he's like i'm gonna buy some safe <laughs> no, right I'm, now. Actually, I'm texting <laughs> i'm texting someone <laughs> but it's weird because there's definitely a segment that are only in it for the scam just coins. suckers that's all or they what? care about like they don't you know they don't know anything about like hipster I, irony or what no it, it's it's like you know it, it's like how people 
No, no, it, it's just part of how capitalism operates, oh, man. People, oh, the culture of the capitalism. Predators. People are looking for the scam that they can get rich quick, right? They don't want to, but no, it's not even the predators. The average person is always looking for an angle. I mean, we've been taught that if there's no, if, if you can't find the angle, then you're the you're the mark, right? So, so it's people a lottery are always looking for this sort of like stuff. Like I, I um. I joined, I, I joined, I joined a bunch of like Facebook cryptocurrency groups. They're terrible. There's no information in them. It's just a bunch of people who know nothing, just like trying to figure out how to get rich quick. And it's not even like scammers. It's like literally like I saw pictures of this like Midwestern, like middle class mom of two, like just like the most, you know, like the last person, not fucking Ponzi, you know, like. And, and she comes in and she asks, I'm trying to figure out how to short Bitcoin. And, and, and I was like, are you trying to find out how to burn your money? Like me, cause like mm-hmm. you, you sure you can short it and maybe in a close, you know, trade make money, but shorting stuff is like not something mm-hmm. that someone who's not a trader or like a professional trader should be doing. You should not be, but they're just always looking for stuff like that. It's like, they don't want to do the, because one thing that everyone has figured out, either, either they know it or they intuit it is, is that the, the safe quote unquote standard way of getting out of the financial hole in capitalism does not work. It right. doesn't work. Like working your whole life and saving a little bit every month and that shit does not work. You will be an indentured servant, you know, your whole life. And so everyone has this kind of, it's like in the matrix, you know how they're like, everyone who's plugged in the matrix has this sensation of unease, but they don't know what it is because they kind of intuitively know that they're plugged in, but they don't actually consciously know it. Everyone in capitalism knows that they're, they're being ripped off, but they don't quite know because the propaganda is feeding to them constantly. No, 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 no. What it is, I just you're heard just, this you know, latest you're on news. Your way. What it really is everyone's plugged into the matrix they don't know they're trans because they're binary but when you get out of the matrix then you realize you're really trans you're not binary and then then you're free right (laughs) you just could not resist everybody everybody like libertarians (laughs) use it christians use it socialists marxists pro-capitalists Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just using the metaphor, right? I mean, but but I think everyone in the system sort of has this intuition that that we're all getting ripped off, right? That we're being exploited, and right. that the way that they tell you to get out of that exploitation doesn't actually work, right? And so these Facebook groups are populated with people who know that, but who haven't integrated that knowledge with like because you know who the fuck has time to read Marx and you know it, you know people don't they haven't integrated it with a bigger theoretical knowledge. So all they know is that they're being ripped off and they need to f- find a way out. And so, you know, these are the people who win the do. lottery and then buy five Lamborghinis, you know, because they don't, there's no, they don't know what to do once they're, you know, it's like, if you, what if you got unplugged from the matrix, but you know, to keep the You'd matrix the going, but there the was system. no more to just, pick you up. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Uh, yeah, you, you yeah. just be like, plug me back in, plug me back in, you know, like, you know, 
<laughs> like this, the real world would be the fake world because no, no, it would be too jarring to be in the real up world. With Kardashians so, now, so that God. I can speculate on who's going to be the next sensation that I can get the uh, NFT or whatever the fuck. Well, I mean, people are making serious money with the NFTs. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a rampant. That's, that's what my you want to get about. into the speculation market. That's it, man. You got to start like buying and flipping NFTs. And you're gonna like you'll make insane money right now because the thing is, people pay I'm lazy, for them. Dude. People pay for them using Ethereum. And so mm. it's kind of like they don't, I think it's because they don't conceptualize it like as if they were spending dollars. You know how like when you right. go abroad and you're spending money, like you're, you're nope. using euros, <laughs> not the same because they're like one, almost one to one. But I think you go to Japan and you're buying stuff in yen, you know, you're not, you're just like, whatever, like it's, it's, there's not dollars. So you don't really keep track of it. So people are kind of spending their Ethereum that way. Like they're just not. They'll be like, well, it's only one Ethereum. It's like, yeah, one Ethereum is three thousand fucking dollars. Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. So, but that's See, going on. I, I get what you're saying about like people realizing that they are um, complicit in a scam. That is, you know, capitalism. But um, like, and I understand cryptocurrency is the fastest like uh, growing scam in capitalism. Yeah, but and it but has I mean, good sides. But um, for a lazy man like me, I'm gonna stick with the original like scam uh real estate because being a landlord is the other way to take yourself out of the capitalist system look owning 32 eth is better than owning <laughs> land because you are basically the landlord of a financial system you're getting a cut out of every transaction in pure sure, but- liquid money with complete you know like you don't have to go and and, and you don't even ha- you don't have tenants you literally, because you're just getting the cut. If the yeah. transaction happens, they already paid. Nothing beats you're getting finance. Your cut. You, you don't have to go, you don't have to fix anything. You know what I mean? All you got to make I sure know how to do that. all that though. But yeah, yeah, but you don't want to. The financier is the pure want, parasite. Just why, suck the blood. why would you want to put in the labor? Just suck why the blood. Why would you want to put in the labor? Like, if you <laughs> I could be a slumlord, dude, and I could totally just think love about being it, a think, think about this. You're getting, like, <laughs> you're getting 5 to 6% interest on an uh-huh. asset that appreciates faster than land. Mm. Every year. But the land allows me to lord over people. What? No one I get to coerce if I only own a Why do you need to coerce anyone? I just want money. I'm just bringing out the appeal of owning land, you know? I mean, once I need to live somewhere. You gotta, you gotta fix pipes. You gotta fix roofs. You gotta, like, you gotta, you gotta upload yourself into the, um, into the system and then erase your body. You gotta make sure people pay rent. Like, it's a nightmare. All right, look, yeah. I got to ask this question. All right, go ahead. Um, so you, we, somebody mentioned crypto culture earlier, how it was broy, and now it's changing and becoming more popular. Go down. And well, but then, but then you, you mentioned this podcast proves that it's still pretty broy. That's correct. Well, it, it's broy, but like Dogecoin was like a total pop culture. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, it's also it was, lumping. But yeah, is it? But then mean, you, that's a real question. Is yeah, it? Yes and no. Yes and no. It, there's a there's a there's a stratification with it within the crypto community that it might not be present in the outside community because I know people who bought Doge who are richer than me, but they're definitely like no nothings about cryptocurrency, right? So okay, it's kind so, of a weird. But you also mentioned the body snatchers and like the blob, how everything it touches becomes part of it. We got movies and, to watch. And yeah, and I was thinking like, you know, when I hear Max Kaiser on Russia Today talk about 
uh, uh, Bitcoin. He's just like, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. He's a maxi. And I, yeah, well, I hear this from people. Um, and I start to think it's a cult. It's a pyramid scheme. Like once you buy in, you have every reason to try to get other people to buy in because well, it depends on like, like, like you were saying earlier with Facebook, Facebook with one person is crap with two, it's better. So once you've bought in, you have all the incentives to get people, other people to try to get them to buy in like a pyramid scheme or a cult, you know? And I just well, I mean, wonder cash is a pyramid scheme, right? If no one takes dollars, you're fucked. Your dollars are worthless. Right. So, but I mean, it's so, not a pyramid scheme. It's a network. It's not a There's pyramid a scheme either. It's a yeah. network. It's a, it's a different structure networks. Cause Networks are are useful again insofar as there are people using the network. As soon as people don't use them, I mean, there are blockchains that were successful for a while and then they just died down, and they're just sort of floating in the ether and no one uses them and they're kind of worthless, right? So you need a network to have people participating for it to be useful. There is a pyramid structure to it in the sense that some people own more Bitcoin than others, right? It and didn't so start off as a pyramid scheme. I will say this about. Uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. It started out as a means of exchange, like it's from where I found out about it. Yeah, I, I found out about it because the Silk Road back in the day when people were uh, buying drugs and other paraphernalia. Well, and uh, yeah, basically I mean, they needed something that was decentralized and couldn't be traced to buy illicit goods. Which is, so, is hilarious because Bitcoin is a it's infinitely more traceable than cash. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, you because you have a ledger of every transaction. With right. just a little bit of metadata, you can basically know who every who's done every single transaction in in the in Bitcoin ever, right? You just need like just just to you know just just enough metadata, and you can track it. There are privacy coins that that kind of right uh, through different mechanisms make it impossible to to keep track of the transactions, and the intelligence agencies are working very 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 hard to crack those. Why, when everyone else is on the ones that are open? Uh, because they don't want to not know. You know, you know how yeah, they are. They got to know. You know how they are. <laughs> they got to know. I mean, they, you know how they are. Yeah. <laughs> they got to yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, they, okay. And if you tell them you can't know this, that's the thing. They you got an know iPhone the most. password? Fuck you. We need that. All right, guys. <laughs> final thoughts. My final thought is uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look more into this. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to start my own coin. I'm going to call it Mark's coin. And it's going to be, um, well, I'm, I'm still working on it. Um, I, 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 my, my, my final suggestion is uh, I, we talked about earlier, Tontine coin. That's going to be my coin. And I, I just want everybody, I don't know, because I want, since I'm a scumbag and I want to make money, I, I think I'm going to ask people who are like 50 who aren't too old to be like, I don't understand this. If you're not over 50, I don't want you to join with me because I want to live longer than everybody. Um, so I'm going to start my own Tontine coin with older people. But you gotta, you gotta do demographics. You gotta make sure that they're the right race and gender. Right. Yeah. Like socioeconomic status. Yeah. Like a a rich Asian woman should fucking outlive you anyway. You know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So you gotta be careful. Huh. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss this later with the team <laughs> how how we get Tontine going coin going, and we might have to exclude the rich Asian ladies. You from probably Tontine. have to. They're gonna. But then I won't be able to implement it in the United States because there's laws against 
discrimination in commerce. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, though. Well, you can All do right. like insurance, so you charge them higher premiums. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like inverse. You're going to live too long. You're going to charge you more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. That's that's my final suggestion, my final thought. Adam, any final reflections? No, I'm just going to buy a bunch of your Marks coin when it's really cheap and then hype it so that the price goes up and then dump it as soon as I make a decent amount of cash. Give me, give me one minute. It's going to be, uh, so it's going to be like MCM Prime. I just need you to dump it in Tontine coin, like some of it. Okay. And then I'll help you hype up the uh, whatever. The Marks coin. Yeah, Marks coin, which will <laughs> never fucking work. Maybe. No, they might. It could know. because I think people would buy it ironically. Yes. You so? know, there's a lot hey. of like, you know, I mean, look at like, you know, Doge, all these. What was the final thing? Uh, Adam said he's going to put a bunch of money into Mark's coin. He's going to pump it like MCM Prime, and then he's going to dump it and put it in Tontine. No, actually, I don't want Adam to put his money in. Adam's too young for Tontine. <laughs> well, yeah, too I'm bad. too young, and I'm, I'm just not, I'm never going to die. Is the issue. Well, too bad. What, you, what, you need to do, what you need to do is uh, give him a, um, a vape pen and uh, make sure that he gets like a six pack of beer every day delivered. Every and, day. This is just party with him every day while I'm drinking every water day. shots. Bring, mm-hmm. bring the vodka, the handle, and I just throw him behind my back like a fucking cartoon. Yeah, I mean, okay. you just gotta, you gotta make the odds be ever in your favor. Well, on the way all tontines usually go, I just kill them. You know. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, so, I feel like you're just encouraging mass murder with the tontine yeah, that's, coin. That's, see, it's also a population check. Yeah, tontine coin. It's it's it, it works for the government too. You could also call that Malthus coin, uh, Satoshi. Uh, tell us, tell us what it's all about. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about this for what, almost two hours and we've barely scratched the surface. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the reality of it. This is just like, it's a monster and it's just, it's coming whether people want it or not. And so I think it's, uh, there's two standpoints that I operate with. One is like, yeah, it, it, it's like a deal with the devil. Like I'm obviously a, a Marxist and I believe in, you know, revolution and a class of society, but I operate in this society too, right? I have to survive. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I contextualize it again, like to some extent, this is just like car insurance. Like, and, but, but the thing is, this is an accident that I'm, I have a high level of certainty is happening. Unlike a car accident, which may or may not happen. Like this is gonna happen. And so, you know, you gotta like learn a little bit about it. It doesn't have to become your life, but you gotta learn enough that you can kind of operate with it and you can kind of deal with it because it is coming, especially if you're like under, you know, 60 years old, you know, because if you're like 20, this shit's gonna like, when you're 40, this shit's gonna be running the planet, whether you like it or not, just is. And so, so you might as well just like, you know, instead of, you know, having, you know, like literally just suffer like a tiny bit and put 10 bucks every week or something into one of them, try to just do like the safest shit you could do. Like you don't have to hit a home run. You just got to have your bases covered, right? Like there's look at the top 10 coins or whatever, and just pick like, and diversify between those 10 and just do it for, from now until forever for 10 bucks. And just forget that money exists and you know 
it's just eventually it's going to be the thing that you're going to need to transact with some people, you know, like, I mean, like when, when, when I'm at work and I buy something, you know, I jokingly, but kind of honestly say like, you know, I bought this Coke or whatever for you. And they're like, well, can you take cash? And it's like, yeah, but if you send me Bitcoin, I'd rather have that. You know, <laughs> like I rather just you pay me in Bitcoin, you know, like that. Has that cash. happened? Uh, one guy, to me. one guy that I actually got into it, you know, he paid me in, in ADA, in Cardano ADA, because it's easier to transact than Bitcoin, really. It's, it's faster and it's cheaper transaction fees. Um, right on. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 but we're so early. People are there, oh, it's so late. It's not late. We're like, it's like, let's say like Satoshi fucking doing the Bitcoin was like when the first internet event happened, you know? We're like 10 years after that. So we're like in the freaking 70s or something at this point. The in this, 70s, in this, that's how you figure it? Well, it, I mean, the thing is, it's moving faster than the internet moved. Because it has the internet to speed it up. The, the, the internet speeds everything up. So the adoption of this is speeding up. Right now, we're starting starting to hit the, the exponential adoption curve. So we're either at the end of the beginning or the beginning of the mass adoption. One of the, we're somewhere in that range. So I, I, I just, you know, it's, it's a scam, but capitalism is a scam. So, and you live in the scam. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, it's just, it's just part of living in this hellhole that we're in. It just is, you know? I mean, and, and resisting it is just uh, futile. <laughs>